0: yeah do you have any special superstitions for when argentina are playing
1: yes only one so i have this flag or not this flag part of me i have this scarf that i bought in buenos aires and it's um it's got it's got listen to my english it has diego maradona's his, his silhouette on it, it's his face from the neck up. It's a particular expression that he makes when he's standing and um, waiting for the national anthem to be played when they're about to play England in 86. And so they just, they kind of screen printed it onto a, a scarf. And so this scarf every time it's, anytime Argentina plays an important game, I've got it folded up and just kind of sitting in front of the TV on the display. On yeah. do you
0: have to watch by yourself? Are are you are you okay with other people around?
1: I mean I have to find a way I'm to sure. watch it by myself. I can't watch it with other people. Yeah. I don't want to say conveniently yeah. this year because it's I don't because I love my parents, but this year my parents are in Argentina and they asked me to house to watch their house. And so I was like that's perfect. Because I'm going to have all your wine and I'm going to have all your all your meat and everything, while well, you guys are there, and I'm gonna be able to watch these games in high def and have a great time by myself.
0: <laughs> do you uh, <clears throat> do? Do you swear a lot? Do you kick every ball? I mean, the uh, the art, the, the fans in the stadium. <clears throat> it's a special bond. Like I, I've watched all the games uh, except two. And there's a couple I watched, couple that I wish I hadn't watched, like Japan Costa Rica,
1: right?
0: Five a.m. Some of those five right. a.m. games I should have just stayed, I should have just stayed. stayed in Japan way. Costa Rica wasn't,
1: but, yeah, it wasn't very.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mexico Poland was another bad one, but
1: yeah.
0: Uh, this is this has been the best World Cup, and maybe it's recency bias. Maybe because, like you, I got to watch them by myself. Uh, maybe it's it's the medication. I don't know. But I've been enjoying this World Cup more than I can remember enjoying any other World Cup. The quality of football, the excitement of the games, the upsets. Uh, it's been a great World Cup. But when I think of Argentina, what's really standing out for me is the amount of fans and the amount of noise they make. By far the loudest of any fan group, uh, the Dutch are going to be drowned out, and uh, you know they're going to be tooting their tooting their horns on Friday and uh, trying to trying to make some response. But Argentina's fans just have this bond with the team. You saw Di Maria beating along, like he was tapping with his water bottle, with the drums and singing you know the same songs as the fans like it's such a it's such a bond uh when you watch your team and you see them play you feel like you're with them they are you you start jumping around you're swearing you're you're sweating is that what it's like to be an argentina fan even by yourself at home
1: 100% because i really and i also really appreciate how you put that I mean it because a lot of people don't understand that kind of intangible, uh, Kyle. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. I don't, eh, that's very of me to say that. What I mean is, I don't believe a lot of people appreciate that kind of intangible, not because a lot of people I think are ignorant, but just because it takes someone, to, it takes a person who loves this sport to be able to understand it. And I know you do, and- um, It's the best. And, yeah it's it um i i is what's that yeah i, I agree 100%. <clears throat> you' never need to convince me of that i have to say and i mean this might sound like a stretch to some people but some people who who love this sport and who have a good knowledge a good um who ha- who have a good understanding of uh the history of this tournament um it might sound like a stretch to them but Argentina, the national team hasn't f- f- had a connection like the one you're describing with its fans, 78, which is not fun mm. for me to say, because by, what do I mean by fun? It's I don't enjoy saying it rather. I'd rather put it that way, because in 78, of course, everything was marred by um, politics. Um, mm dark, you know, a dark period in Argentina, in Argentina's socioeconomic history. But at that time, there was this kind of magical connection between the fans and the team where the fans were like, yeah, no, we, we wake up every day, every day, we are the 12th man. It doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're at the stadium, whether we're at home making our coffee and making our toast and our butter. Um, and, but we're the 12th man. In our in the national team at that time in 78 and I, you you could tell that there was that kind of kinetic relationship i in 86 the reason i don't mention the 86 team is because before that world cup there were a lot of doubts everyone was you could you know to use a modern term you could say everyone was hating on that team everyone thought that team barely qualified for the world cup i don't have to tell you that but everyone in argentina was like we're not going to do anything we have this phenomenon sure um, but we're not going to do anything in this world cup. Everyone Platini's France is going to win. And there's, and there's so many other good, better teams. That team was a team of defiance and it was kind of an anti foot and almost an introduction to anti football in a modern sense. Uh, although I don't want to give Bilardo that much credit, but he deserves, a, he deserves a lot of credit, but in set, but they didn't, the team, the fans at that time, they built a connection based a lot more on Maradona and 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 it wasn't the same. What you're talking about hasn't ta- hasn't happened since 78. Mm. That's why yeah. it feels like yeah. this team can win the World Cup. Whereas like the last one special. we didn't feel like we could win. Yeah.
0: Messi is uh is really responding to it. I think this is the best I've seen him play in a World Cup. Yeah. Uh He's determined to to win it. He knows this is his last one. It reminds me of Zidane in two thousand six. You know, uh, this is he knows that he's going out. This is his last tournament, and he's just found an extra level of inspiration from his teammates and from the fans. You know, when he scored against Mexico, you could see that. You know, he was welling up. And, and he was gesturing to the fans and they were gesturing back and you could just see how much because he knew that was <clears throat> That was the goal that would get them out of the group stage Okay, we got the goal. We're gonna beat Mexico. We're gonna beat Poland uh, Crossover probably Denmark Australia Even better that was actually a really fun game. That was the most exciting and and uh, I really enjoyed that one the most. Uh, Australia kept it close. Made uh, made a chance at the very end that almost tied it up. I thought it was in. Martinez claws it back. What a good goalie.
1: Yeah, I am a big fan of his. He's the first great goalkeeper Argentina has had, I would say since 19 Oh no, you know what? I got to give Romero credit. In 2014, Romero they call him Chiquito Romero, which is obviously a an ironic nickname because Chiquito means small, but um Romero was a giant. Um but he wasn't touted going into the tournament as an elite goalkeeper. We haven't had I don't think Argentina's really ever had a goalkeeper going into a World Cup that people spoke about. About whom people spoke highly, particularly in the English press, Kyle. Because and of course there's a bias because mean be Martinez plays for Aston Villa. Yeah. But but Yeah, but no never has anyone talked about an Argentinian goalkeeper. People talk about him. Part- and, and we and of course also because of what happened with Colombia. Right? And yeah. in, and in his SHIT yeah. Housery.
0: He's uh, but He's very good. He's been he's very 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 good. He's been one of the better keepers in the Prem, so he's getting a lot of press. Uh, yeah. Romero, Christian Romero, yes. the, uh, the the center back. He's not very big, but he attacks the ball hard, and he goes through people to get that ball. You know, he reminds me of Cannavaro. And uh, you know, he's not big, but he's he's really thick, and he just goes through people. And he just attacks the ball so hard that you have to get out of his way, even if you're bigger than him. Really like the uh, the back yeah, line; they've been yeah. really
1: good. If that's your opinion of Christian Romero, then what's your opinion of Luciano Martinez, who's all but five nine, and is uh, considered by many English and I have to say English people in the English press as one of the best center backs in the Prem up until now, and who was yeah. regarded as who was regarded as who a, as a future flop before the Prem started because of his height. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's the fight and the dog, as they say, but. He's proven people wrong, uh, but they start Odemendi. Are you okay with Odemendi? I know you've had some in our in our preview. We had uh, we had picked picked on him as the weak link. Do you still think he's the weak link? Is there a weak link in the back line? I haven't seen it. I don't know. What do you? What
1: well, that do you think was months the ago. And no, no, no. I'm okay. Everyone in Argentina is okay with Odemendi, which I never thought I would have said it like two years ago. But he's been playing very well. Very, very well. He's been playing very well for Benfica. He's a big reason why they finished first in their group in the Champions League. Aside from Enzo Fernandez, who we have the luxury of um, having on our team as well. Um, no, we're okay with G- it.
0: And Gonzalo Ramos. I mean, uh, Benfica is supplying three of the most exciting young players. In, talk about, yeah,
1: World talk Cup. about Benfica's guns. shoot. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Talk about Benfica's guns showing up big at the World Cup. I always thought Benfica was one of the better European teams this year. Um, yeah. They're they're dynamic. They play very very good modern football. They'll defend with their knives and their teeth, but they can score goals on you in all kinds of ways. Um,
0: and Enzo is a big part of that. Uh, how good yeah. has he been? That midfield is very different than what we predicted. Uh, Enzo and McAllister, uh, they've really changed the look of that midfield. They're they're undroppable. They've been great
1: yeah well you know it was hard to predict what would happen because argentina scolonia was forced to make big changes on the go and uh in the middle of of, of his biggest um footballing in, in the middle of, of of um or at the start of a tournament really not in the middle in the start of a tur- at the start of a tournament and probably the most important of his career and that's including his playing career um I mean his football his footballing career because of course he played for Peckerman's Argentina um, in the early 2000s. And in 2006, he was on the Argentinian roster in Germany, and that team was, I believe, the last one that was re- that was regarded as favorites among the favorites, not the top, but among the favorites going into a World Cup. And um, and he he's had to essentially change up what brought him here right at the start of the world cup and hope but not only hope because you're not just relying on hope he's a very smart guy so i don't want to but at the same time you got to hope because giolo is injured not there but it is mm-hmm. um another the midfield three is what i'm uh is what i should have started out saying um they they're they got changed it, it got completely um the, the midfield that brought Argentina to where they are now—they're completely changed. It's—it's yeah. it's not the same midfield at all. And so there's been that kind of element. There's been X amount of hope with regards to let's hope this works out. Um, so it—it was—it it was, um, it looks like it's been a challenge for Scaloni, but one that has worked out well with regards to how he's gone about resolving it. So instead yeah. of having Luchelso So and Depaul. And I don't know if you've heard this week, there's been talk about DePaul being injured, which is brutal news, if it's true, but that, that mm-hmm. has been our midfield trio that has brought Argentina to where it is in many ways. That's been the engine yeah. of the team. And now you have, um, Paredes not, uh, not informed. And that's because of injury, which also is not there. I said that already, pardon me. And you've got instead McAllister, Enzo and up until now, DePaul, but DePaul might not even play. Right. So,
0: That's a big loss. That's a big loss if it's true.
1: Yeah, it's a big loss, and it's it's a big challenge for Scaloni that up until now, he's done a good job. Uh, to which he's been, to which he uh, has adapted well. Pardon me. Um, but you know, now we're facing Holland, and this is a team now that has got a new midfield, a very good one. they they're they're facing their first real test in the tournament, I believe. And I, I don't mean any disrespect to any of the other teams at all. Yeah, But Holland was yeah, yeah, a they've well had,
0: They've had Senegal, Ecuador, which they almost lost,
1: and yeah, Qatar.
0: Right. Uh, the U.S. game, I watched it. The Americans are lightweights compared to uh, Alvarez, Messi, Di Maria. I mean, that front three against Ake and Timber, I don't think they're going to I think they have to uh, uh, to account for the youth in that team. It's a very young backline. Frankie De Young is still very young. I like Frankie. Um, but you know, up against Messi, you know, Messi's determined to win this thing and he's not gonna let a nice a nice fresh faced boy like Frankie get in his way. <laughs> so you know, I I, I can't see what the Dutch would have in, in, in store as a surprise. You know, there's no Camp on this team, there's no Kleibert. there's no Overmars, uh, there's no Davids, there's no, there's nothing of the real quality they had in 98. Seems to be uh, their width with Denzel Dumfries who had a great game. He seems to be the, the main threat for them going forward with Memphis and uh, Cody Gakpo uh, the Dutch look good, but uh, I, I can't see how they uh, they match up against Argentina in any position. I think you've got better players at every position. What do you think?
1: I think if they, they match, well, Virgil van Dijk can't go without being mentioned. Um, I think he's good. one. But the thing is, Liverpool have not. Yeah, Liverpool have not looked like themselves. They're normal. They're. I would say their normal selves this season. And uh, neither has he. Everyone's allowed, however, to have you know, a lapse, <clears throat> but it's been a pretty big lapse. Um, yeah. Within the con- Yeah, within the, uh, the context of Liverpool's pedigree. And, so you know, but still, you can't. You can't not mention Virgil van Dijk. He's a player that can... He's a, he's a, he's a very, very good centre-back still, even though I don't think Liverpool is, is a shadow of what they were this season. Um, this season. <clears throat> still. He's a very good centre-back. He's one of the best in the world, I think. And he's, and he's a dangerous player when it comes to set pieces. Um, and so I think they match us, if not beat us, um, there. Because... You know, I wouldn't trade an Otamendi for him just because I'm biased, but you know what, man? I'd be the last person in the world to complain about having a Virgil van Dyke on our team. Um, uh, yeah, one of the best in the world for me. Just, on unfortunately, a, a Liverpool that's going through a transition, uh, an odd kind of, not, not a heavy transition, but a transition nonetheless, and they're suffering uh, for it. But other than that, you know, Dumfries is an excellent wing back player, dangerous too. With an Inter Milan, do, which is not, it, which, is to, which is to, saying something.
0: Tries to account for him? Do you think he maybe switches formation, tries to get more width? Uh, you know, <clears throat> who's his opposite number? The left back, is it Acuna going to start? Who's going to keep up with Double D out on the, out on the right? Um, do you think he sticks with the 4-3-3? Do you think he makes any changes, Scaloni?
1: Well, here's the thing. I think that Scaloni might actually play a life form of mind games with, with Holland in that, or Netherlands, whichever you like, whichever politics to the Dutch. where you want to subscribe. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell to say anymore. Um, sure. Yes, that's it. Let's say the Dutch. I like that. I like that word, Dutch. It's simple. So um, I think what he's going to do is he's going to play guys. He's going to start guys who are very familiar with Dutch football and with Ajax. So I think he's going to start Taliafico. I could be wrong about that, though. But I'm very confident that he'll start Lissandro Martinez. And and I believe what Scaloni is going to do is he's going to start a very deceptional... Does that word exist? It's embarrassing of me to say, it does um, help. but not that embarrassing. But let's say deceiving, a very deceiving five three two, mm. and he's gonna. I, I believe he'll start. Lisandro Martinez,
0: right? With Romero, because Lisandro Martinez is very
1: familiar with Dutch. Very familiar with a lot of players on that team. Not a lot, like uh, three or four, which is good enough out yeah. of 11. And and he's very familiar with Dutch football. And that's very important in these kinds of games, I think.
0: Yeah, well, uh, he And he a may a- start a- a- My gut,
1: Yeah, my gut says he'll start Acuna. My gut says he'll start Acuna because Acuna's got, he's more of that, like, he's got more of that grinta. He's tough. He'll throw his arms at you and stuff. Tell me if it yeah. goes more of a, a clean cut, very conservative player, but he's very defensively sound, which wouldn't surprise me if he started.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah, Holland. I mean, you know, De Jong is also for Holland to be. I think the other key for Holland to um, nullify any other dangers to silence De Jong, because I think yeah, you know, I also think he's a very good player, and a lot a lot flows through him.
0: Yeah. It does, it does. He likes to drop deep, <clears throat> bring the ball out, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> and then try to get up and, and play between the lines. Uh, very good passer. He's still a lightweight. He's still a boy. Uh, you don't really see him get his foot in. You know, he's not.
1: You're right. You're still young. <laughs> he's, you're not,
0: right. he's he's gonna be he's gonna be overwhelmed at times physically in that. In that uh, in that midfield, um, you know, and is he going to try to shadow Messi? Do you think Van Hall maybe tries to, to do a man marking job, put De Jong on Messi, full him around, uh, or do you think he tries to? Yeah, it's, his own if defense? Holland
1: does that, I, that's a good question. I mean, if Holland, I think if Holland does that, they're they're doing it to the to the service of De Jong's creative abilities. Yeah, that's true. If I were Holland, I would put... I would just... I wouldn't... Um... You know, man, I've thought of so many ways to try and stop Messi. Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> you know what the problem is with Messi? He knows that. He's already thought... Like he's already, he spent time, he spent countless nights thinking of how many times people have tried to stop him. That's why you see him walking. There's so much, his 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 seeming apathy is, that's not a word. What seems to appear like apathy on the field for him is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is his walking because what he does when he walks is he's he's saying to everybody, he's not just conserving conserving his energy, but what he's saying is, yeah, what well, okay, whatever. Like I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna follow me around. I know you're gonna put two people on I me, mean, whatever, man. I'm I'm not going to show you that I care, because that would make me look like, that would that would not make me the alpha in this situation. So I'm gonna walk, right? There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot that's going on mentally in that scenario. And and it's paradoxically in that, in, that, in that show of apathy where he can float and appear in places where you're like, what the hell? How did he get, what? And, he, and then he, within two seconds, he scores a goal like Mexico. They had yeah. two guys on him the whole game. Yeah. They had two guys on him the whole game. But, yeah. he, but he, and he walked, but he'll, when, he get, when you get him into the final third, he will start to walk around because he knows that you're going to shadow him. He knows it. And he knows that when you shadow him and he walks around that apathy, it's kind of infectious. You're gonna be like, okay, well, oh, what's going on over here? Oh, Di has the ball. Boom! As soon as Di has the ball, and you lost Messi, that's it, man. It's lights out. Yeah, it's lights out. It's ninety Tyson. <laughs> it's whatever you want. Like that's exactly. That's how he. What that's happened. how he beats you.
0: That goal against Mexico, you know, the replay is fascinating to watch because he slows down. He walks. Slows down. He walks. And the ball is just sort of relentlessly cycled around, and then you see Di Maria uh, just realize it—you know—that that split second he realizes that they, they're not looking at Messi; they're looking at the ball. And then Messi just darts into that fraction of space, the ball, and that first touch sets it up. Bang! It's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful goal, uh, very underrated and great, great Argentine goals. But uh, it's it's a it's a thing of beauty in terms of timing and teamwork and and uh, you know Messi doesn't need to to, to dribble through people. Uh, and yeah, he, you're right. You know,
1: yeah.
0: because he's got that uh, that bit of magic. He um, he's surrounded by I think his best team. I would say right now this this team he has around him is the best he's had. I don't know. Do you agree with that? Is
1: that yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah.
1: On paper, they're not. What's what's great about this Argentina is that they're not on paper. They don't hold. They don't hold the candle name wise. I shouldn't say hold the candle. That's really. They don't. They don't. uh, They're not better name wise than on paper what Brazil has and what France has, and maybe even Portugal. Um, But what I love is that they don't care about that. They have it. They're very united. They have been for the last four years. They've been, they were a completely rebuilt engine. Um, And they have good to, in a few positions, excellent players with Messi. Um, And they've got a blue collar mentality, and that's dangerous. Um, So, yes, I agree with you. This is the best team that he has. and you can tell he's laughing, he's smiling, he's dancing, not dancing, but he's like, you know, singing with the fans. Yeah. He's never used to do that. He spent the 2014 World Cup in which uh, he played in the final, right? Uh, vomiting before every game. It wasn't like that at all. And that was in Brazil. and There were many Argentinian fans there. So he's more of a man now. And it's—and he feels like he's surrounded by a group of young lions who who Die to, like, give him what he wants.
0: That's what... uh, They're almost playing for him instead
1: of themselves.
0: Yeah. And that's why I picked Argentina from the beginning. It was my initial prediction. Because the, uh, you know, the stats don't apply in in soccer. It's one of the reasons why it's the best sport, because stats are useless. It's the story. Mm. It's the narrative. It's the compelling reason for Mm. a team to come together. And this team has come together for Messi and the fans are the fans are as united to their team uh, as, as any group in this World Cup, you know, they're just on that mission all together. Uh, the 12th man, the twelve thousands man, the 12 million man, I don't know, it's just that that purpose they have has brought them to a new level. And they're already a really good team. Like This is a collection of players. Uh, Enzo, Alvarez, Messi, Di Maria, the veterans. But these young players stepping up uh, in key positions. McAllister's look great. Um, And and they kind of burst out. So you've got this this coincidence of purpose and, and, and unity. And then these young players are emerging at just the right time. I don't see how the Dutch really have a chance. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything close to that semifinal in 2013.
1: <laughs> you don't think they have a chance, Kyle? Really? <clears throat> I don't. I don't mean to cut you off there, but you kind of prompted a, that kind of response to me. I don't, me.
0: Uh, they, uh, I, really? I don't I? like their backline. I think they're, uh, they're vulnerable. The blind side, pun intended, Danny Blind... On the left. Uh, <laughs> that, that's literally their blind side. They, they, they could be caught out. Dumfries could have been Why do you out. say that? Well, against the Americans. I mean, the why Americans. Bl-
1: why do you think blind is their blind side? You, think, you don't think he's defensively sound?
0: No, no, he's not sound at all. And no, right. uh, he's quite old. And uh, I think Di Maria can get in behind old. him. Uh, you know, maybe there's a chance to to. to Attack Dumfries when he's up the field because he's up the field a lot. He's almost like a forward. Uh, I, I think their midfield mm-hmm. is uh, is still a little clunky. Genie Wijnaldum would make this team much more competitive. I don't know why they dropped him. He he and Van Hal had a oh,
1: fight. percent. He's he's exactly well what because I don't. Be... No, you're right, but, but because I think he just didn't have enough club time or club plan. Uh, what's it called? He didn't have yeah. enough playing time um, never have left at him. his club. What a good player he was! Uh, was he, is he still on PSG? On the bench. No, they got rid of him, right? Did they? Uh, um,
0: it's too bad because he's uh, yeah.
1: So he's the yeah. I think that they they should have still brought him anyways. Yeah, yeah they should have still brought him anyways because he's a very good player. Um, I, was,
0: I think they'll I think they'll score, but I think Argentina takes it in. Uh, regulation two one, maybe three uh,
1: one. yeah. Yeah, I could see them yeah, I could see that happening too to be honest.
0: So, you know, I, I think it's you know. uh, I, I think it's gonna be an exciting game. I think Holland has that ability to score a couple goals maybe. Memphis is pretty good. Uh, and this Gakpo kid uh, he looks like the real deal. But you know, these are kids. They got their whole career in front of them.
1: Their kids, they haven't played. Look, man. You know, it's almost like you need to respect Holland, if for nothing else, for uh, um, if for nothing else, their footballing tradition and their legacy for teaching it. Right, they have a cat. They, you know, they have a good academy at Ajax. They produce good. They produce good football. Uh, they haven't won a World Cup. They could have a couple times. So it's almost as though Holland's name precedes itself. And, and you need to watch out for them for for that reason. It's like Holland, when you play, you know you're playing Holland and it's elimination. It's like, okay. Maybe it's not the, you know, the head table at the wedding, but it's the mother. It's, it's one of the, you know. It's one of the ones next to it. <laughs> it's like Holland is. So you've got to go in there knowing just there's a pedigree just behind their name that you need to respect. And so I think Argentina. What I like about this Argentina team too is that they have humility. They have humility. They're not. They're not. Like when these guys get interviewed, they're saying no. It's Holland. What are you talking about? These guys are. You know, this is one of football's elite. We're not going into this thinking where, you know, there's, whereas a lot, it's been in the Argentinian DNA to be super arrogant for many years, but this team does not, they don't do that. It's like Messi's team. Messi's not like that. And I have to say, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm a bit disappointed by the Dutch, by the Dutch side of the camp. Players wise, only one player, but mo- otherwise Holland has, although I think I believe, I, I believe I know why they, 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 they've, they're kind of being overconfident, they need to, they need to compensate because they're rebuilding or they they're, you know. They're they're getting they're almost done they're, they're almost through a rebuild and they've done quite well they're they're unbeaten I believe in nineteen games eighteen nineteen maybe twenty games now um, so they're a good team uh, but they need to they're almost kind of like a Muhammad they're almost like a Cassius Clay they're a Cassius Clay that's barking I really believe that I think I think Holland has very good Holland's a team that could win the World Cup in twenty twenty six if they keep going the route they're going producing guys like Gakpo and stuff like that sure. Um. But and they're always dangerous and they're due a World Cup that's the other thing about Holland they're due a World Cup they're due a spot at that table it's going to happen one of these days it could have been Ari and Robin that put them there you never know against that game in Spain or against Spain in that game in in that final you know what I mean so like you need to yeah you need to respect them however I think Argentina has what it takes to beat them, yeah. 2-1, 3-1. One, one. Res- they need to respect them the whole way. Um, but I do, like, you know, Van Gaal has said things like, well, when they don't have when they don't have the ball, they're 10 men. It's like, no. So you didn't watch the game against Australia. Yeah. There, were get- there were periods where Messi was going after the ball and pressing, you know?
0: Sure.
1: It's things like that. You know, their goalkeeper said... I want a chance at a penalty with Messi. I think I can stop him. You know, there's a part of me that likes that.
0: Sure.
1: Because if I'm Dutch, I want my goalkeeper to say that, right? But the Argentinian camp, what I like about them is they're not saying anything like that. They're just keeping their mouths shut. They're playing cards. They're doing interviews on ESPN, Argentina, laughing, joking around. They're not even talking about Holland, right? Which is the right mentality.
0: Yeah, you got to respect the Dutch. They got great players. They've got a really good uh, tradition, producing great talent. And in '98, uh, that quarterfinal, one of the best matches in history.
1: Oh yeah.
0: A goal that brought me out of my seat. I think that's the closest that I've ever had, you know, to a football orgasm, where you just like. You know, it's just like this moment of, oh, wow, that was great. Did you see ah, – was that good for you? Man, that was fantastic. What a moment. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. Yeah, it was, it was great. What a goal. But
1: Yeah, it was nuts. It's one of the goals of the World Cup.
0: That was a really good team. That was a really good Argentina team. Uh, classic encounter. I think this game has the potential to be that – I don't know if we'll see a goal that good. Yeah, for sure. But it has the potential to be that good. You know, I think um, Argentina has... I, could see, I
1: think we could see a messy... Yeah. Yeah. Messi. I
0: Messi. think
1: we could see a messy free kick. I think he could bury a free kick. And this is the kind of game where he's got to get it in him to put a free kick away in the, in the 80th, or the 75th.
0: Yeah.
1: And just slay the orange dragon.
0: They've got uh, a giant goalkeeper nicknamed the lighthouse 6 foot 8 I think he is. That's enormous. Um, but he's ridiculous. But that's uh, he is ridiculous. He doesn't have much experience. This is his first tournament. He was the third choice Van Hall likes him. Uh, yeah. That's that's a potential weakness perhaps. Uh, you know, communication so important, big games like this. Virgil doesn't like playing in a back three. You're right. He's been he's been outspoken about it. You're right. And I don't like the back You're right. three. You're like, right. You're I, right. I think if you have the best center backs in the world with Virgil and Delict, you just play them, you know, and build the team. I agree. Like why is why is Delict It's a
1: good point. He has expressed that he doesn't like playing in a back three.
0: He's because
1: yeah, Liverpool don't play a back three. Yeah,
0: no, no, and uh, against the U.S., they were up the field. Uh, Timber and Ake, both very mobile, um, very young as well. You know, they, they look good against the Americans, but the Americans again are lightweights, like, you can't put someone like Pelicic or Wea, those are skinny kids compared to, to Alvarez and McAllister. And Messi takes some stuff. Alvarez
1: and McAllister, they're wily. Yeah, they're wily. These kids are playing. These kids come from the Argentinian league, man, where you get elbowed in the face if you don't watch out. you know? Right. Um, Alvarez is an X-factor. He's going to be an X-factor if Argentina wins the World Cup. He's going to be their X-factor. And- Never mind Di Maria. Di Maria is a guy that you just just hope he doesn't get injured at this point. But Alvarez is a guy where if I'm a coach and I'm playing Argentina, I'm thinking, okay, but how do we stop Alvarez? It's like, you know, this is a guy that when you, Argentina doesn't have the ball, your center back has the ball. This guy's right behind you. You better hope you make the right pass because he'll take it. He'll just take it right from you. And then all of a sudden your goalkeeper is one-on-one with him. He scored a goal exactly like that on Australia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I made the goalkeeper look bad and, uh, and stole it off him
1: um he's kind of blossomed at the right time
0: very aggressive do you think there's a chance that alvarez and lotaro start do you think they play together at all
1: yeah oh yeah for sure for sure for sure it's a good it's a good observation absolutely Cause yeah because he's scaloney's like Scaloni's a, he's a nerd he's a football nerd he's a football geek he's made a lot of changes he's made more changes than any coach in history every he's i don't think he's gone the last thirty one or thirty two games without making a at least one change he never has the same team he oh he and he's open he plays he shows his cards about this too like he always tells the press every rival or, yeah, sorry i'm using an argentinian term every opponent is different so you can't play the same team against every opponent it's a philosophy that didn't go well it didn't go down well with a lot of like you know the argentine press right yeah. but and so, Scaloni's got, he could do that. He could do that because he might think that that would, will overwhelm Holland's defense. Because you, you, now you're worried about a guy who, once you're trying to cycle the ball around the back, he's going, to, he's going to hound you like a dog. Not just him, you've got Lautaro Martinez who can do the same thing, but he's just farther up ahead. So if you lose the ball, you better not lose the ball. Yeah. Lights out. The back three. Yeah. That's what I would do if I were if I were Scaloni. I would have Lautaro and I would have Alvarez. And you got that way you've got Virgil Van Dijk and Ake second guessing himself the whole time, like holy shit. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna get tons. Di Maria's
1: chances. kind of not. He's kind of. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, my bad.
0: I was gonna say they're gonna get tons of chances against that uh, that back three. There's going to be mistakes. Uh, that pressure is something they haven't faced. But even against the Americans, uh, the Americans pressed them and uh, there were mistakes, you know, and there were chances that the Americans didn't take. Christian Pulisic, uh, that's a lightweight compared to what they're going to face with Messi and Di Maria. Uh, so they're going to get chances. Argentina's going to get chances and. Will they take them? How many chances will they give up at the other end? Uh, you know that that, that front pairing, uh, Depay, Gakpo, Davi, Klassen
1: They'll give up chances. I can guarantee you. The way Argentina plays, the way this Argentina plays, they'll give up chances to Holland, but they'll give up three. Cha- they'll give up three or four chances to Brazil. I'm telling you, Kyle, that's how it is, man. This Brazil does not want to play this argentina no trust me they do not this brazil sees this argentina and you know like in a horror movie that this the killer there they are the killer they don't want to play whenever they're beaten sure when they beat korea whoever they'll dance too but they don't want to play. they'll they'll i have a feeling they'll beat croatia and i'm telling you i think croatia is a very good team very good um very good team. I think Lovren is one of the best center backs of the tournament quietly so far, Um, but they think they'll be Croatia. They don't want to play Argentina. They they don't, there's so much deep history there. We are the thorn in their side permanently forever. Like they don't, they don't want to play us. Um, So the way that Argentina, what my point is this, but the way Argentina played Brazil, we will give them three, four, maybe, maybe, maybe good chances. And even then, Scoloni will want to kill himself for giving up those three, or four chances. Whereas Holland, Holland will get some decent chances, man. I'm telling you, Holland will get some decent chances.
0: Different levels of respect.
1: I don't know if you understand why I'm saying that. It's like <laughs> there's this kind of almost hatred for the Brazilian team. So it's, it's yeah. a different level. And there's more of a respect for the Dutch team. It's
0: a different level of rivalry. I mean, Holland, or Argentina. Yeah. they
1: don't respect Brazil. They respect Holland. You know,
0: there's some history there, but you know, it's it's the, the semifinal 2014, mm-hmm. the quarterfinal 98, the the final 78. I mean, it's not every Copa, it's not every qualifying. You're right. You know, like Argentina Brazil, that's the original. Uh, that's the original rivalry, that uh, that defines all others. So I, I think I get what you're saying. You think so? They're just gonna you know when they when they approach the the game with the Dutch, it's competitive. They need to win, uh, but they're not going to have that same level of hatred that they have for the for the Brazilians. And how do you beat Brazil right now? Brazil looks really good.
1: You're right. how do you you're right? I mean, you need to do the only way Argentina beats Brazil is the way they did them. They did them in. The Copa, which is to play, come, play, take turns playing Kamikaze pilot with Neymar. <laughs> Make sense? <laughs> no, I'm serious because with Neymar, it, and again, it's mental. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> with Neymar, it's mental. It's mental too. It's in that. What I mean by Kamikaze is, ironically, I don't mean. I don't mean it mainly in a physical way. I mean it more than anything, main, uh, mentally, because when you hit him. It, when you when you foul him enough times, he gets angry. He gets he becomes a baby. He becomes petulant. That's it. Brazil without Neymar. Look at Brazil without Neymar and Cameroon without against Cameroon. You think Brazil wanted to lose against Cameroon? No. Brazil yeah. didn't want to lose against Cameroon. They didn't look great. They didn't. Look they were great pissed against, off. They didn't want to lose that against game against Switzerland either. So. No. Yeah, without they Neymar. They didn't have Neymar. Neymar is the heart of. Yeah, he's the, he's their Messi. He's they Messi. He's a very good football football player in Neymar. Like people have to not under because he's a child. He has to be like a child, that guy. Yes. But but people have to not underestimate him. He's a very good footballer. Without Neymar, um, if you nullify Neymar, he can be Brazil. Yeah. yeah he is. He can that. be Brazil. Because I don't rate I don't rate but the Capacitat, same level as Neymar. Okay. Um I, I don't think their wing backs are better than Portugal's or even England's, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Thiago Silva, yeah, man, listen, he hasn't faced a real test in this World Cup yet, okay? And I have a lot of respect for him. Marquinhos, Marquinhos is a guy who'll show up one game and he'll disappear another. Casimiro is world class. Okay, that's where you're starting to get world class, and that guy will be on Messi the whole game. So, it, my, I don't want to. I don't want to ramble. My point is, if Argentina play Brazil in the semis, you're going to see a repetition of the Copa America. They're going to. They're Casimiro will follow Messi everywhere, and Argentina will take turns roundhouse kicking Neymar, <laughs> and uh, and they won't like that. They don't like playing us because we hit them. When the rep doesn't look we, we, we throw elbows. Um, they do it too. They do it to us too. It's Brazil it's not on Brazilian like they do it back. It's South American football. It's like WWF in the nineties. Yeah, well uh, everybody
0: wants to see it except the Dutch, of course. Yeah. And the Croatians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the semifinal world.
1: What do you think of that what do you think is gonna happen in that game, Croatia, Brazil?
0: I was just writing the pre- what's your prediction. I was just writing, writing the preview. Uh so you know, Croatia is so canny. They've got so many veterans. They were in the final four years ago. It's going to be a whole different game. I mean, against Korea, we saw the tricks, we saw the dancing, we saw the Jogo Benito. Everybody's smiling, everybody's happy. But Croatia is not going to let them party. (laughs) That's a really good team. and you mentioned, uh, beside him, the man in the mask, Vardiol. what a beast. That, that kid is, uh, is, is is amazing. Richarlison's not going to be able to bounce the ball on his head against him. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. He'll, he'll flatten them. Right. It's going to be really physical. You're uh, right. They're going to slow it down. And a moment of magic, you know? Luka Modric can hit that ball from anywhere. And, uh, and surprise yep. you. So it's not going to be uh, as much fun for Brazil, but I think they will win eventually. They just have too much, too much. You know, you got Rafinha, you got Vinny Jr., you got Neymar, you got Richarlison, Paqueta. They're, they just come at you in waves. And right now they're really playing nice stuff. So I think Brazil's going to take it. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a lot less dancing and smiling and a lot more sweating. And, uh, uh, you know, name- What was
1: your prediction for the score?
0: 3 1. 3 1, Brazil.
1: 3 1, Brazil, eh? You think they're going to put three. Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, they're going to break away late. Right. Uh, it's going to be 1 1. Croatia going to get a penalty. And. Uh, Brazil is going to be frustrated for long periods, but they're going to break through. They just have too much to uh, to withstand. And this is a Croatian team that's played a lot of football. You know, extra time penalties. The Japanese really made them made them work for it.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. So it's Japan. You could do a whole podcast on just Japan.
0: They were the most likable team. Really like them. What a joy to watch.
1: Oh, they're, they've improved so much. Man. That,
0: intent, that intensity that...
1: Uh, the last two World Cups, yeah. They've been great.
0: They've been great. They should have taken out Belgium four years ago. In that,
1: uh, yeah, I was exactly what I was saying. The last two World Cups, they have proven that their football has improved. Russia and this one. Japan, in the next World Cup, uh, they're not a team I'm, I want to play. You know, They're not the team I want in my group any, officially anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 good little football players, man. Like they're they get results.
0: The Germans thought they had. They're uh,
1: intense too.
0: The Germans thought they had an easy draw.
1: You're right. Look at Germany again, out in one round.
0: Germany gone. U- Uruguay are gone. Uh, yeah. Now Spain.
1: And Belgium. Germany. Uruguay. Belgium. You know and and yeah and spain gone in the round of 16 against uh, a moroccan team that looks scary at times dude it's funny i have Roman saves on my fantasy football team. i play fantasy football it's the premier league fantasy football it's fun it's really addicting um and i got roman saves on my team i don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name the guy I, i've always liked that guy what
0: a good defender
1: um he plays on morocco
0: what
1: a good defender. Yeah, he's fantastic. I'd, put, I'd um, put him in the team of the tournament. Wolf, right Wolverhampton. Yeah.
0: I'd put him back there with... Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Sais
0: and Mardial. Uh, sure. That's my center back pairing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a super competitive, super enjoyable and entertaining tournament. One of the best I've enjoyed in a while. Fantastic um it's it's unfortunate that you've got the 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 controversy in the backdrop um you know a lot of people died and it's 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 almost impossible not to look away from that at least from my perspective it's it, there's a weird there's a weird element to this world cup you've got incredible football. But then you've also got weird stories coming out of you know what's going on at 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 the tournament right now and what happened beforehand and how how corrupt it is and how it's weird, it's paradoxical. It's um Yeah. I can I find ways to enjoy it. Um and I think yeah, footballing wise it's been extremely enjoyable. It's been
0: fantastic. So many um, good games, so many great stories. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it, pal. Well, it's been an hour. I think the recording is uh, is exactly at the peak moment where we should stop. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, six twenty-nine. So yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah, it was good.